Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to Calvary. Whether you are here in the room with us or you are watching from our other campuses, uh, we are just so glad that you've chosen to worship with us this morning. And for those of you who don't know me, uh, my name is Caitlin Mapes, and I am the Next Gen Director here at Calvary. And we are in the middle of our Advent series. And we've spent the last two weeks looking at how the Christmas season can point us to God's promise of hope and God's promise of peace in our lives. And today, I am super excited to dive into the kind of love that we also see through the birth of Jesus and what that meant for the people back then and what that means for us today. Uh, But if you're joining us for the first time today or you aren't super familiar with what Advent is or why we celebrate it, uh, Advent is the season leading up to Christmas where we reflect on the long season of waiting that God's people went through while waiting for the Savior that God had promised them. And this is a season where because we're on the other side of that waiting, we get to sit in what it looks like to wait expectantly for the God of ours to show up. And we're going to unpack what the Israelites experienced a little bit later, but if you are here in the room with us or you're watching online, uh, go ahead and open up your Bibles to Isaiah chapter 7, or if you have the Bible app downloaded on your tablets or on your your phones, uh, you can look it up that way as well. But at this time in history, uh, the people of Israel were growing tired of waiting for God to bring that Savior that he had promised them. And ever since the first sin in the garden, God's people had a history of struggling to follow him. And again, at this point in Isaiah, it was the same situation. And so here entered the prophet Isaiah. And the prophet Isaiah had a really tough job ahead of him because his job was to communicate to God's people on behalf of God when they wanted nothing to do with him. And Isaiah is called to action because God decides that within this season of waiting, there needs to be some communication between him and his people. And so Isaiah willingly volunteers. And God warns him that the people probably won't listen to him. But the message that he had for them was too important not to deliver. And so again, in Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14, the Lord says this through the prophet Isaiah. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. And the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son. And she will call him Emmanuel. And so in this prophecy, we see God promising his people a sign of his good plan for the world. And that sign and that promise was Jesus or Emmanuel. And if you've grown up going to church or you've sung uh, churchy Christmas songs, uh, you've probably heard this word before, but the word Emmanuel is a Hebrew word that means God with us or God is with us. And so for the people of Isaiah, for the people that Isaiah was sharing this prophecy with, this would have been a very significant thing for God to promise them. Because at this point, God isn't with his people the way that he promised them he would be. See, in the story of Israel, God's presence dwelled in places like the tabernacle or the Holy of Holies in the temple. And this was because sin had created this chasm between humanity and God where God's loving promise to be with his people was interrupted by sin. And later on, when the temple was destroyed and then later rebuilt, it's clear that God's presence didn't return. 
And so God's people are still waiting for him to return to be with them and for all of his promises to be fulfilled. And in that moment, God speaks through Isaiah to a people who are tired of waiting. And he tells them that they're gonna have to wait even longer. And I don't know if you've ever spent a season waiting for something. Uh, Right now, my husband and I are trying to buy a house, and if you know anything about the housing market right now, it's really not in our favor at all. Uh, And it feels like we just keep getting the message from the world and from our realtor and from God that we're just gonna have to keep on waiting until we find something. And it's so discouraging to wait for things like that. And I think in our world today, we actually do our best not to experience seasons of waiting because it can be uncomfortable, but I also think as a species, we're getting worse at it. We get upset when it takes a long time to download something, or when our friend doesn't text us back right away, or this one is really hard for me, Uh, when our Amazon package is delayed by a few hours or even like a full day. And so I can't imagine being the people that Isaiah was speaking to and being told that they would have to wait even longer for God to show up for them. And maybe you're here this morning and you feel like you're waiting for God to show up for you. I think that we can be in that same place that the Israelites were in, where we feel like God isn't with us. And yet at Christmas, we're celebrating the fact that God returned to his people through Jesus and fulfilled that promise of Emmanuel, God with us. And so around 700 years after the prophecy of Isaiah, we see this play out in Matthew chapter 1, verses 21 to 23. And it says this, Mary will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. And all of this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. After years of waiting, God fulfilled his promise to his people through the birth of Jesus. And so during this Advent season, if you are feeling like the people in Isaiah's day, where God feels distant, or God feels inactive, or it feels like things in your life aren't going the way that they're supposed to, I hope to encourage you today because we, because what we have the opportunity to receive on Christmas is actually God's love for the world and God's love for us. And that idea is laid out for us in one of the most famous and one of the most well-known verses in the Bible. And in John 3, 16, it says, for God loved the world in this way. He gave his one and only son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. And that first part of that verse is so powerful, that God loved the world in this way. That God showed love to the world in the biggest way by sending Jesus, who is God, with us. And so the birth of Jesus shows us that fulfillment of the prophesied Emmanuel, but it also shows us that after years of separation, God is giving his people a new kind of love, a new kind of love that is present, and a love that is reflected by the very definition of Emmanuel, where God's action of love 
through sending himself is manifested through the Jesus that would dwell on earth. God sent a love that is with us. And when we think about that idea, how God gives us a love that is with us, I think this kind of love is shown to us in in different ways throughout the Christmas story. And so for the rest of our time together, I want to unpack what that love means and why it was impactful and significant for the world that Jesus entered into and why it's important for us now. But when we look at the Christmas story, we see that God was giving his people a love that is with us and that looked like a love that broke through. That looked like a love that broke through. And and again, the birth of Emmanuel was a breakthrough for God's people because they were finally receiving the closeness and the love that God had promised them. And through Jesus, God's love broke through to a sinful world and to a world that was actively turning away from him to come close to the people that he chose and the people that he loved. And that is significant Because in that, the people of God were also being shown more about who their God was. Because if we look at other religions around the world, Christianity is the only one where God took steps toward his people to atone for sin. Where others may expect you to try to bridge that gap yourself. God knew humanity couldn't live up to that expectation. And so God breaking through to his people in this way says so much about the kind of God that he is and the love that he has for his people. Because love was God's plan for the world all along. And even though the world had turned their backs on God again and again, instead of letting us stay there, God's love broke through. In the Gospel of John, God's love is described as a light that breaks through the darkness. John 1.5 says, the light, meaning Jesus, shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. God's love broke through the darkness of our sinful world and sent a light that would continue to break through that sin for his people and eventually overcome the darkness altogether through his work on the cross. And a love that breaks through is the kind of love that Jesus offers us as well. That in our seasons of waiting, where it seems like we're waiting forever for something to change or for God to show up, the Christmas story shows us that we can trust that our God will break through to us too. In our seasons of waiting or in our moments of doubt or our brokenness, whatever our need may be, God promises breakthrough. And so what does it look like for us to pay attention and to seek out those places where God's love is breaking through? During the time of Jesus' birth, people had heard about the prophecy of Isaiah, and they were continuing to wait for this breakthrough that God had promised. But they didn't expect God breaking through to look like sending a baby. They were hoping for and they were looking for this warrior king who would defend them and defeat Israel's enemies. And so people missed out on the sign that God had promised them for so long because they were looking for God's breakthrough in a way that they expected. And I know for many of us, it's so easy to get caught up in the places where we need God to break through and we can have it in our minds of what that should look like. 
But maybe God's breakthrough is happening for you, but it's just happening in a different way than you may have expected. So, as the Next Gen Director, uh, I get asked a lot about what drew me to ministry or why I chose high school ministry. And I love telling this story because I think it's one of the more obvious places uh, in my life where God really broke through. But when I was in college, I actually started out as a biology major at the University of Minnesota because that's what I thought I was supposed to do, and it was something that I was super passionate about. Uh, But my first year of college, I actually really struggled academically, and I struggled to find any joy in what I was learning or in what I was doing. And I started to feel really lost in the world that I thought was supposed to bring me purpose and joy. And during this time, I was also asked to be a small group leader in my home church's youth group, and I was kind of hesitant to say yes because I wasn't at a super healthy point in my life, and I was also a college student, and I had no free time, Uh, but I agreed. And during my first year, I helped lead a trip up at Trout Lake Camps. And again, at this point, I was still struggling to figure out what I was supposed to do with my life, and I had a lot of doubt as to why God brought me on this trip in the first place. But there was this one student who attended this trip. And she kind of stayed closer to the edges of the group. And I noticed the first night that she seemed to be closer to those edges uh, than normal. And after worship that night, she pulled me aside and she asked if we could talk. And she ended up sharing with me about her home life and how isolated that she felt at home and at school and how she kept hearing about a God who loved her, but she had never experienced that before. And we ended up talking for about an hour about who Jesus was, and we got to pray together, and I got to witness the love of Jesus breaking through to her in that moment. And when she needed to experience love, God showed up in a way that I didn't expect to a student that I also didn't expect. And in God breaking through to her in that moment, God was also breaking through to me. Where I knew this wasn't just a cool moment that I got to be a part of, this was something to pay attention to. And through God breaking through in such an unexpected way, he changed the trajectory of that student's life and my life too. And I now have the honor of witnessing those breakthrough moments for students, and it's the best job in the whole world. And this morning, I want breakthrough for all of us too. And we can have hope that God is doing that for us because of the kind of love that we receive through Christmas, a kind of love that breaks through. But what happens when we don't receive the breakthrough that we want? or we're still waiting for a breakthrough in our lives, right? I think we also need to remember another truth of God's love that's shown to us through the Christmas story. That, God, that God's love with us also looks like one that drew near. It looks like one that drew near. See, the Christmas story shows us that God's love drew near to a world in a way that was vulnerable, through the birth of a baby. A baby that would experience a fully human life. And in Philippians chapter 2, it says that God made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant and was born as a human being. And being found in human likeness, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. 
Church, as we wait, as we wait for breakthrough to happen, or we navigate a breakthrough that is different than what we expected, we can have hope in a love that drew near. Through a God who shared in our humanity and in our vulnerability and would later share in our pain and share in our suffering by dying on the cross for us. And so the birth of Jesus also shows us more about who God is and this type of love that was offered through Emmanuel. And it was a love that wasn't afraid of sin and it wasn't disgusted by it, but it was a love that chose to draw near to a world separated from God through sin and draw near to his people experiencing brokenness. And this was not a love that we deserved or a kind of love that really made sense, but God drawing near to his people despite their sin was also telling of the kind of God that he is, that he is a God who prefers relationship over perfection and chose to enter into the mess instead of backing away from it. And we see this not only in the Christmas story, but in, but in many interactions that Jesus had with people during his time on earth, where he chose to draw near to the people who needed to encounter his love in a radical way. People like the woman caught in adultery, who experienced kindness and love through Jesus' response to the angry crowd, or the bleeding woman who experienced brokenness and isolation and needed to experience a love that was willing to come close to her when nobody else would. Psalm 34, 18 says that the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and he rescues those whose spirits are crushed. And this promise is so present throughout scripture And the birth of Jesus echoes this promise that God was making to his people that despite our condition and despite our brokenness, we can find freedom and we can find comfort in a love that draws near. I know for many people, uh, there's this tension during the Christmas season of wanting to be joyful and wanting to celebrate uh, because Christmas is supposed to be a happy and joyful season but then there's also this reality of all the things that we're currently experiencing that aren't joyful and aren't happy. Where we need God's love to draw near because during this season especially, we may feel lonely or isolated or we may feel overwhelmed by our financial situation or we're desperate for God's love to draw near and comfort us in the midst of a loss. And if that is where you're at, I want you to know that the birth of Jesus shows us that not only does God promise a love that draws near, but he also thinks that you are worth drawing near to. And through the birth of Emmanuel, this love looked like one that broke through to the world and one that drew near to the broken. And it also looked like a love that would remain. It looked like a love that would remain. And within the prophecy of Emmanuel and the promise of God with us, the birth of Jesus proved that promise to be fulfilled. But his love for us didn't end when his life on earth ended. See, within the promise of God with us, God was also promising a love that would be with us forever. A love that would remain and a love that would last. And even after the resurrection of Jesus, he tells his disciples in Matthew 28 to be sure of this. Be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. 
See, even as Jesus was preparing to leave this world, to return to the Father, he was promising his people the truth of Emmanuel, a love that would always remain. And Jesus even challenges his disciples to be sure of this or be certain of that truth. And I think when we look at the world right now, there isn't a whole lot of things that we can be sure or we can be certain of. We're still experiencing the physical and and the economic and the social side effects of COVID. And things that used to be certain, like our finances and like job security and even busing for our kids to get to school, aren't certain anymore. And the disciples are faced with a new reality that may have caused a little anxiety or even a little panic for them. That the Jesus who had walked with them for the last three years, who had taught them so much, who had loved them greatly, was leaving them. And in their moment of uncertainty, Jesus tells them to rest in the certainty that his love brings. And I believe he calls us to do that too. In a world that continues to be full of uncertainty and lacking in consistency, we can have hope in a love that is certain and a love that is consistent and a love that will always stay. And a love that has proven time and time again to remain. I think as we move forward in this Advent season, we have an amazing opportunity to reflect on and to reclaim the kind of love that God showed and promised his people through the Christmas story. And maybe you're here this morning and you're in a season where you need breakthrough. And so what would it look like for us to sit in the truth that because God's love broke through to his people that first Christmas, we can have hope that his love will continue to break through to us now? Or maybe you're experiencing a season where you're feeling the weight of your own brokenness or maybe the brokenness of another and that's causing you to question your worth. And so what would it look like to rest in the truth that through the birth of Jesus, his love drew near to our broken world and that in your own brokenness, you are still worth drawing near to? Or maybe the idea of a love that remains And a love that lasts brings you hope because you've experienced other loves that haven't. Wherever you're at this season, we have an opportunity right now to claim this love and to help others experience it too. See, our world needs love right now more than ever. And so what would it look like for us to also be people who sit in other people's seasons of waiting for breakthrough? and to point them to the truth that the Christmas story shows us, and to help them identify breakthrough and remind them that God's love is for them and God's love is with them. I believe the Christmas story shows us the kind of love that God not only promised us, but wants us to experience. An Emmanuel love that proves to be with us in the way that it breaks through, in the way that it draws near, and the way that it promises to remain. And in this love, we can have hope in this season too. Will you pray with me? God, we just thank you so much for all the truth that we see in this story that we're celebrating, God. God, thank you for being a God who didn't just let his people stay there. 
God, thank you for sending rescue in an unexpected way, for providing breakthrough, God, when the world and when we need it most. And God, I pray for all of us this morning. God, as we maybe enter into a season where there's tension, God, wherever we need breakthrough in our lives, God, may we wait with anticipation. God, help us to trust you. Help us to look back in moments of scripture like this one where your promise is so clear. And help us to cling to that truth. God, help us to experience your love and to help others experience that love too. God, we thank you for this season and all the hope that it brings. It's in your son's name that I pray. Amen.